0: Welcome to Microsoft Studio Chat, where we bring you the latest news, useful tips, and relevant information to help you serve your organization's security needs. Take a few minutes to relax, listen, and learn as we serve up analytical thought regarding information security. Recently, Microsoft Security Evangelist and CEO Brent Houston made some bleeding-edge discoveries about a set of zero-day vulnerabilities. Since zero-day vulnerabilities are such a powerful weapon of cyber attackers, we wanted to take a few minutes and talk with them about what happened. So, Brent, um, you know, I'm kind of a newbie to all of this tech language. I know that when I first started here, I had no idea what a zero-day vulnerability was. So could you explain a little bit more? What is a zero-day vulnerability?
1: That's a great question, Mary Rose. A zero-day vulnerability is a previously unknown vulnerability. So it's a new form of attack. Uh, It might include a new exploit or some new weakness in a piece of software. Now, what makes it so powerful is that there's probably little or no protection out there. There are no patches available for a zero-day vulnerability, and most admins aren't even aware of the issue. So, attackers kind of have a leg up on us there. To make matters worse, in most cases, there are no signatures available for signature-based intrusion detection systems and things like software scanners and vulnerability scanners. So it's kind of like a well-kept secret in the attacker underground, and that secret really allows them free reign to use that as a weapon against us.
0: Wow. So it's almost like those stealth jets, huh? I mean, they just kind of swoop in and and attack.
1: Absolutely. It gives them a capability to really slip by most detection mechanisms uh, and get into systems without anybody knowing.
0: Wow. So, how do attackers and cyber criminals use these um, vulnerability attacks?
1: Well, obviously, they use the zero days to exploit systems. And once they have exploited those systems, they're going to steal data from them. They're going to uh, gain any access that they can, crack any passwords that that system contains, and eventually add those systems into their botnet so that they can perform additional scanning. That's typically the pattern. Now, what we do see, and this is a little uh, disturbing for us, is in the last few years, these botnets that have emerged, they take in these zero-day vulnerabilities and they start scanning the Internet large and wide for these zero-day vulnerabilities. And they catalog any systems that they find. Um, They don't exploit them usually at that moment, but they catalog them as vulnerable. And then at some point in the future, Either a software application comes back and does like an in mass uh, type of of attack that compromises uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of systems at one time, or that cataloging system notifies a human attacker, and then they come back and like a sniper pick off those vulnerable boxes as a as a target for compromise.
0: Wow, what uh, what were these uh, particular zero day vulnerabilities?
1: Well, in this case, we actually found a couple of issues over several days, and how we found them was very interesting. Um, We'll cover some more about that, I hope, later in the conversation, but our Honeypoint security uh, server product uh, actually picked up some of these ongoing scans. Now, the two issues that we found, one was a previously known issue, so it wasn't really a zero-day uh, it was just unknown to the authors that anybody was actually looking for it. But the second one was an actual true zero day. It was an input injection, and that allowed command execution to happen if you were running the RoundCube webmail client. So the attackers had figured out that there was a vulnerable script out there in that product, and they had programmed their botnets uh, to start scanning for that uh, file. And uh, that's how it came to be. Now the developers were completely unaware of those input injection attacks. This was a true zero day, uh, and we brought that to their attention. And uh, you know they had figured out that some old versions of their tool uh, actually left that in place. Uh, so they were working pretty quickly and diligently to replace it.
0: Wow! It, it always seems like there is always that never-ending pursuit, I guess, to stay one step ahead of these hackers. So old old versions that, that just leaves the holes wide open, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. Um keeping web applications up to date is a significant effort, but it is one of the things that uh really helps secure organizations against attacks. Almost all uh attacks today, uh modern attacks are occurring at the application layer. So it's something like eighty percent of all attacks occur the Uh, So it really is important that admins pay attention to what web-based applications they're running.
0: Hmm. Now, how did you um, identify them, the the vulnerabilities?
1: Uh, Well, it was very interesting because we have something that we call HITME uh, deployed around the globe. And the HITME uh, stands for Honey Point Internet Threat Monitoring Environment. So we've taken our HoneyPoint security server product and we've deployed HoneyPoints that emulate various services and various web applications all around the globe, and we monitor those for new types of attacks, and we monitor and learn from the attack techniques that we see there. Uh, So that's how we caught it. We actually picked up some bots that were scanning for uh, this set of files. And I check those files pretty much every day. I check the the uh, scanning output every day as a part of the research that I'm doing about threats. I've got some automated tools there as well, but uh, I spend a good deal of time researching new threats and, and bringing some of that information to our clients and our technical services team uh, so that they can protect the clients against zero-day vulnerabilities as quickly as possible. In this case, I I realized I had never seen those scanning patterns before and uh, that they were coming from some known bot sources. So I started to backtrace what they were. Uh, once I figured out where, what the signatures were and where they were coming from, uh, I downloaded the software, which happened to be an open-source product. It's called uh, RoundCube WebMail, and uh, grabbed that project and started looking at the file. And sure enough, uh, in that file, there, there were clearly some input injections and uh, cross-site scripting vulnerabilities uh, that could have been exploited. So... Uh, that was really how I identified them, and over the next week and a half, we really watched as other bots uh, picked up on those same signatures and uh, adopted them and started scanning for them widely, and there were some variations uh, made by the Tollata bot uh, that we picked up immediately and reported as well. So uh, we're really trying to stay up to date uh, on an ongoing basis with exactly what the botnets out there are scanning for.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, by the way, I think that's a that was a great um name hit me it reminded me of uh, playing b- blackjack <laughs> you know cause, <laughs> 'cause uh hit me and uh you're gonna get some more information Can you um explain how honey point security server and and the hit me works
1: sure honey point security server is our uh product for uh deploying commercial based honeypot type intelligence systems. Um, and so, what happens is you deploy these honey, po- uh, honey points all around your environment, and they emulate various services and other applications. Uh, except they're just—they're not really those real applications. So when attackers uh, touch them or interact with them in some way, uh, it gathers the information about the source of the probe and any of the network transactions that occur during uh, the probe. And it sends that to a centralized console so that organizations can use that information uh, to backtrace why uh, these elements are are performing scanning or probing systems that they shouldn't be uh, inside their environment. And the Hitme is uh, basically our our term uh, for a global deployed internet accessible set of honey points that we use to monitor threat traffic and keep our folks up to date on zero day threats. Uh, again hit me stand, it's kind of an acronym uh for us, and it stands for the honey point internet Threat monitoring Environment
0: great I just you know i gotta tell you ever since I learned about honey point i just just thought it was so revolutionary and so exciting because you know not only are you faking out the hackers but you're getting information of where they are you know that just oh I just think that's awesome so
1: absolutely. What's, uh, and a lot of yeah absolutely, and a lot of companies have uh really to de- taken to deploying uh honey point inside their network environments as well uh and they're using that to catch and, and manage the insider threat
0: yeah that's oh that is just totally awesome so um once you uh identified these scans from the botnets then then what did you do?
1: well, as I said at first um once I realized that we had a new type of scan, I started to research the sources. Uh, figure out what the target was and uh trace it back to this round cube webmail. Um immediately I did what I call maturing. Uh I matured some of the honey points so that they would look like the round cube target. Uh I wanted to basically give a response to the bot scans that uh they were expecting so I could see what they did next. Um, what we're looking for there is whether or not they're cataloging or actively exploiting the systems at that time. And within about uh, 25 minutes of maturing some of those honey points, it it indeed uh, came to light that they were simply cataloging. Even when they would find the file they were looking for, they would just uh, stop their scan and move on to the next host. So uh, some sort of cataloging was going on. The next step really was start to notify folks. Um, I notified the authors of the package uh, so that they could start to identify the vulnerabilities and mitigate them. Uh, Reached out to SANS, that's the uh, primary networking security organization in the U.S., and let them know about the uh, scanning and the threats. Uh, Reached out to our partner, SciHunt, so that they could add those signatures to their SANCAT tool uh, and give us the ability to protect our clients and their clients uh, together. And pretty quickly, within about the first hour, I educated our technical team so that they could begin to look for those vulnerabilities for our our managed service and professional services clients and uh, mitigate them. And at that time, we also went public with the uh, scanning signatures so that people could know about it, so we added that to our blog and our Twitter feed, uh, just trying to get the word out about these new vulnerabilities so that people could uh, take action. Um, over the next week and a half, two weeks, I've been working with the authors of RoundCube Uh, finding them the vulnerability uh, as well as looking at some of the other code that they had and uh, making some suggestions to them on how they can research uh, safer, uh, more secure coding uh, actions and and come up with some mitigation strategies for them. Uh, They were updated continuously as we watched the patterns change from the the botnets over the the following week and a half. And as new botnets came online, uh, I was quick to update those folks at RoundCube. And they were very, very wonderful to work with. They were uh, quite open about uh, uh, their issues and quite open about their suggestions and solutions. And uh, they passed a lot of that information directly into their user base, so that those folks were aware and could really help themselves. So, all in all, I would say uh, that's the best that you can that you can hope for. Uh, good folks to work with and people that are responsive. Uh, SANS did a great job as well of of telling the world about the vulnerability and SciHunt did an amazing job of turning around uh, those signatures well within a few hours uh, into their tool so that folks could start scanning for them themselves.
0: Yeah, that's that's excellent. I've You know, I've heard about um, people switching to this, you know, the RoundCube um, email or webmail client because, they you know, it's more fluid and responsive, so there's a, a lot of um, attraction to it. But if they have it, if people have it, what should they do? Um, if they're a RoundCube webmail user?
1: Well, that's a fantastic uh, question. I think the the biggest thing they can do is make sure that they're patched. Uh, The current versions do eliminate uh, both vulnerabilities that were uh, discovered and talked about in the process. Uh, You want to make sure that you've gotten rid of the message import shell script. If for some reason uh, that's still out there, you want to get rid of it, that and the text to HTML script. Uh, but just uh, basically get up to date with your RoundCube product because the new version uh, does include some of these, these fixes and patches. Uh, if you had a system that was vulnerable and it was out there and exposed and, and you're just getting to patching it, you definitely want to investigate that because these scans had been going on for a couple of weeks and uh, had some pretty serious volume. So odds are somebody found it and they may have come back later and exploited it. So you definitely want to investigate that. If you were popped, if your system did get compromised uh, in that attack, you want to rebuild that system from scratch. Don't uh, reload it from backups or whatever. You want to rebuild it uh, completely because it may have a uh, rootkit-type attack installed. Um, The other suggestion really is to add monitoring. Make sure that you've got good monitoring for those systems that you're, Uh, using products to maintain and manage your threat levels and that you've got ongoing uh, assessment to find these kinds of things, the last thing you want is uh, a box sitting out there that you forget about and, uh, you know, maybe it ages months before you know it. Uh, That's how serious issues uh, turn into critical issues. Uh, So I'd say that's it. And of course, if you're using the RoundCube webmail or any other product out there, and you're really not using it, it's deployed, but you're not using it. Consider removing it because every uh piece of software that you run uh makes you just a larger target uh that seems to be the the nature of the beast today.
0: yeah, great that is some great um information there Brent thanks um How are the threats of the botnets? <clears throat> excuse me, how are the threats of the botnets evolving? This is pretty
1: interesting. We're seeing continual research from the bot uh, folks in new zero days they're looking for and scanning and fuzzing, uh, these web applications, uh, open source applications, freeware applications, just all the time. And, uh, probably two to three times a week. Now we're catching these zero day type of probes and scans. Uh, and we're really starting to tie an effort into uh, reaching out to the different vendors and, and making this, uh, Uh, a more heads-up process for them. But these folks, these botnets, they're evolving very quickly. They're finding new hosts. Uh, They are scanning uh, for new vulnerabilities just all the time. Uh, I'll give you a quick example of just how quickly they change. We saw, for example, uh, one of the Tawada parts of the Tawada botnet switch from RoundCube to a different vulnerability uh, they scanned for that for about eight hours, then quickly switched back to scanning for the round cube vulnerability. And within about uh, eight hours, again, they went on to a different uh, third set of code. So you really had them switching for three different vulnerability patterns in uh, just about 24 hours. So it's very fast. It moves very quickly out here. And there are a ton of these uh, botnets and, and uh, bot tools that are just scanning the Internet far and wide.
0: Mm. Man, I I just keep thinking that the people who created these, please, folks, use your powers for good and not evil, you know? (laughs) Well, only if we're that easy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay, so... I
1: I really think that's one of the things that is going to turn out to make the Hit Me so important, um, you know, so many folks out there they don't have uh the bandwidth to pay attention to all these scans and to continually read their web log uh weblogs and all of that stuff. And I think um that's really one of the things that's gonna turn out to make Hitney and, and Honey Point just so valuable is uh this ability that to recognize these zero day scans without signatures, without any uh overhead. Uh, really in the process. We really kind of take it in the opposite approach to normal in that uh, we assume that anything that comes into us is bad and uh, we really don't have to match it against any database of signatures or anything like that. We're pretty quick uh, to identify it as bad and, and know how to move against it.
0: Right. I, I love how Honeypoint frees up the resources. You know, it just it frees up so much time uh for for network admins, you know
1: so Absolutely. That they can... we see a lo- we see a logarithmic reduction uh in their in their time and resource requirements once they've deployed it and gotten used to the product
0: yeah, that's awesome, okay well, I have uh what? well a couple more questions here for you um what can people do to protect themselves and their organizations against these botnets and their probes?
1: Well, I think the most important thing is to stay up to date on what they're scanning for. Um, If you watch our blog, you watch the Twitter feed, you pay attention to SANS, you're going to get a lot of information about what these botnets are scanning for. Uh, You've really got to then be in a position to take action and know what uh, web-based products you have, know what applications you have exposed to the Internet, and make sure you keep those up to date. If you're not already doing ongoing vulnerability assessment, this needs to happen for every organization. Um, this happens to be, in, in terms of full disclosure, one of the, the core functions that our company does. Uh, we have some folks that we do daily uh, assessments for, weekly, monthly. Uh, you really got, you really have to have this ongoing assessment looking for these new vulnerabilities because they're just coming out uh, so fast that it's impossible. Uh, to just take a a once-a-year snapshot and and know that you're secure. I think the other thing that's really important, people have to start realizing that when these vulnerabilities come out, that the window today is in minutes to hours and not days to weeks. In the old days, we used to talk about when a vulnerability came out, could you get patches applied in two weeks? Um, Today, two weeks might as well be never in Internet time. Uh, The botnet and these these highly distributed pieces of software uh, that do wide-scale scanning and and, uh, uh, compromise in an automated fashion, they just are so fast that days to weeks just doesn't work anymore, uh, especially for Internet-exposed applications. So really, when a vulnerability comes out, uh, if, for example, there happened to be a SQL injection in, in some given web application... The time is usually minutes to hours to get that patched and and get it repaired, or uh, you will see some compromises happen out on the Internet. So I think vulnerability assessment, that's one of those things that uh, really has to happen. Awareness of admins about what's out there on the Internet. And if you can move to kind of a proactive state with application assessments so that as an app comes out and maybe this web application is going to get deployed, Before you ever roll that into production, uh, you do some things like do application assessment, do application scanning, find some of the easy vulnerabilities, the cross-site scriptings, the SQL injections, uh, and get those eliminated. It doesn't even matter if it's open source or a commercial product. Uh, Those kinds of of application assessments are available from a variety of vendors, including us, uh, both as a one-time service and as a subscription. So we're really working... Uh, to make that affordable and easy to manage for people uh, to reduce their web application risk. And, and that ultimately is going to be your best defense against botnets.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, finally, Brent, where can people find more information about HoneyPoint? Uh,
1: the best places on the web, of course. Uh, our website, www.microsolved.com, uh, slash HoneyPoint. Will take you to a wealth of information. Uh, we also have a Twitter feed. If you are on Twitter, that's Twitter slash HoneyPoint or at HoneyPoint, um, and that's a Twitter feed of bad touches. So uh, in the HitMe, that will show you what the scanning sources are and what the ports are that are being touched throughout the HitMe uh, in real time. And if you're really interested in HoneyPoint, you want to play with some of this technology. Uh, we have a personal edition that you can download from that uh, Microsoft.com uh, website, and you can play with it in 15-minute uh, bouts. And I think uh, a user license is well under $40. So uh, you can buy that online and, and play with it to your heart's content and uh, use that as kind of a proof of concept. And when you're ready as an enterprise to talk about uh, Honey Point Security Server and some of the things that it can bring, uh, then get in touch with a salesperson, and we'd be happy to help you. Uh, we're also moving quickly to make some uh, multimedia types of demonstrations for the product, and uh, we'll be talking and, and traveling and doing uh, a variety of presentations around the country to talk about HoneyPoint and uh, some of the things that we're we're doing with that and, and the threat management tools that we've developed.
0: Great. Well Brent you're you're quickly becoming in my mind um our infosec ninja. <laughs> because you you just have this ability to find these um hidden things, hidden um threats that a lot of times other people may not pick up on and you have created um these proactive approaches to you know slam back um basically at these at these hackers and um all the the threats that are coming down the pike. So that that was just excellent information, very educational for me. So thank you very much for taking the time to do this.
1: Oh, thank you for talking with me today. I really appreciate the opportunity. And uh, certainly if Microsoft can be of any help, uh, just let us know. And if you have any specific questions about botnets or Honey Point or what the next thing that Tawada is going to be scanning for, uh, don't hesitate to look me up. Send me an email, uh, comment on the uh, stateofsecurity.com blog, or uh, drop me uh, a message on my Twitter feed. I'm at LB Houston. So, uh, thanks, and I appreciate your time today, Mary Rose.
0: Thank you. Thank you for making Microsoft a part of your day. Now, go make your world more secure.